<laughs> Father, we rejoice, we rejoice, we rejoice. With joy, we draw water from the wells of salvation. In the name of Jesus, Heavenly Father, we come before your word humbly and respectfully tonight. We come with joy, we come with honor, and we thank you for the privilege of studying and learning and being equipped by your word. Thank you, Lord, that the entrance of your word brings light. So tonight, as your word comes with clarity, the eyes of each one's understanding is flooded with light. Veils fall off. Clarity comes by your word. Whatever is not planted by God is rooted out. And we rejoice that by the end of the service tonight, we will all be the better for it. So we give you praise, glory, and honor for answered prayer. In Jesus' precious name, and every believer says a powerful amen. Lift your right hands to heaven. Let's release our feet together as we say these words. I am born of God. I am born of the word. The word of God is my nature. I do not struggle to do the word. I do the word naturally. Therefore today, I will understand the word of his grace. I will be built up. By the end of this service, I will never be the same. Never ever be the same again. In Jesus name. And every believer says a powerful amen. We want to welcome everybody connected to this service by way of Kingdom Life Network, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Instagram. And all of you that are connected to our service by way of, of Radio FM, I mean Comfort FM, Radio Aquaibom, University of Uyo FM, Heritage FM, Inspiration FM. And everybody that is connected even tonight by way of Comfort FM. We love you guys. We're so excited you're a part of the service. Help us call a friend, a neighbor, somebody you know. Ask them to tune to this radio station. Life is flowing through the airwaves. We're going to have an exciting time of study tonight. Our social media community, always a joy to work together with all of you as we continue to brighten the entire Blue Marble planet with the glorious light of the gospel. Do me a favor like you've always done. Share the video on your page. Share with all the groups on your page. Tag some people and of course create watch parties. Drop them on monogram, telegram and WhatsApp groups. It's going to be an exciting time tonight. Alright, everybody else in the campuses and house centers. What a joy to have all of you connected to the service. Hey guys, get your notebook, your pen and your Bible. You can be seated as we get into the word of his grace tonight. Thank you Lord Jesus. <clears throat> Praise God. All right. We've been studying why things happen the way they happen on the earth. Why things happen the way that they happen on the earth. And we've covered quite some territory. We still have quite a few more to go. So get, get ready for a lot more of teaching. The book of James, chapter 1, verse number 13. James, chapter 1, verse number 13 to 17. Brother James lays a framework in the defense of the character and the nature of God. Read for me. <clears throat> Let no man say when he is tempted, I am tempted of God. For God cannot be tempted with evil, neither tempteth he any man. But every man is tempted when he is drawn away of his own lust and enticed. Then when lust hath conceived, it bringeth forth sin. And sin, when it is finished, bringeth forth death. 16. Do not err, my beloved brethren. Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above and cometh down from the Father of light, with whom is no variableness, neither shadow of turning. So Brother James lays a framework here where he begins to deal with, deal with the motion of sin and he began to establish that God cannot be tempted with evil. Neither tempted he any man. Then he goes further to say, but every man is tempted. So temptation is for men. 
men, humanity. Every man is tempted when he's drawn away of his own lost and enticed. And then lost, when it is finished, bring it forth sin. Sin, when it is finished, bring it forth death. Then he now said, do not err, plan a old. Do not be led astray, my beloved brethren. Then he now goes on to talk about the fact that every good and perfect gift cometh from above. So James already exonerates God where evil is concerned. Because what James is saying is that from when the desire began in the heart of a man to where death, which is a repercussion of sin, came into existence, God was not involved. He says every man is tempted. So temptation is within the framework of humanity. Now, Matthew chapter 19 verse 3. Matthew Chapter 19, verse 3, which has been the fundamental scripture for this study. <clears throat> the Pharisees also came unto him, tempting him and saying unto him, Is it lawful for a man to put away his wife for every cause? Is it lawful for a man to put away his wife for every cause? Read for me. And he answered and said unto them, Have you not read that he which made them at the beginning made them male and female? Next verse. 5 verse 5 and said for this cause shall a man leave father and mother and shall cleave to his wife and they twain shall be one flesh next verse wherefore they are no more twain but one flesh what therefore god hath joined together let not man put us on now observe verse 7 and 8 they say unto him why did moses then command to give a writing of divorcement and to put her away he saith unto them moses because of the hardness of your heart suffered you to put away your wives but from the beginning it was not so. But from the beginning it was not so. So he deals with two dispensations. First of all, in the beginning, God created male and female and said what God has joined together, let no man put asunder. The Pharisees who were also knowledgeable where the scriptures were concerned, quoted from Deuteronomy 24 and said, okay, if that was the plan of God, the will of God, and that was the program of God for humanity. Why did Moses contradict what God said in the book of Deuteronomy? So two dispensations. One, before the fall, the plan, the perfect arrangement of God for man. After the fall of man, Moses, because of the hardness of your hearts, hardness of your hearts, suffered you or allowed you to put away your wives, but from the beginning, it was not so. So we began to look at wickedness where human beings are concerned yesterday. Human wickedness. Second Corinthians chapter 4 verse 3. Second Corinthians chapter 4 verse number 3 and 4. But if our gospel be hid, it is hid to them that are lost. In whom the God of this world hath blinded the minds of them which believe not. Lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine unto them. In whom the God of this world. Now the word God of this world is the word ruler of this world. So on many occasions, Jesus called the ruler of this world in singular. God of this world or ruler of this world. Now, please pay attention. You will never see Satan on a throne somewhere in the sky sitting down and angels are all around him or demons are all around him. Satan's kingdom and Satan's works are through men. I have established that over and over. So when we refer to a kingdom of darkness, we are referring to a people. 
the kingdom of darkness we are referring to a people and not some atmospheric being somewhere that is why in first corinthians chapter 2 verse 6 first corinthians chapter 2 verse number 6 7 and 8 read for me how be it we speak wisdom among them that are perfect yes not the wisdom of this world nor of the princes of this world that come to naught. next verse but we speak the wisdom of god in a mystery even the hidden wisdom which god ordained before the world unto our glory which none of the princes of this world knew for had they known it they would not have crucified the lord of glory for had they known it they would not have crucified the lord of glory who crucified the lord of glory the princes of this world the word princes of this world of course means the rulers of this world the rulers of this world they crucified the lord of glory the princes of this world was referring to people like Pilate. you know people like Pilate, the rulers naturally you will see those who say kill him and they kill jesus that's what you see physically like cain killed abel like herod like pharaoh but look at how jesus unmarks satan john 18 33 to 36 john 18 33 to verse 36 <clears throat> then pilate entered into the judgment hall again and called jesus and said unto him art thou the king of the jews jesus answered him sayest thou Jesus answered him, Sayest thou this thing of thyself, or did others tell it thee of me? Pilate answered, answered, Am I a Jew? Thine own nation and the chief priests have delivered thee unto me. What hast thou done? 36. Jesus answered, My kingdom is not of this world. If my kingdom were of this world, then would my servants fight, that I should not be delivered to the Jews. But now is my kingdom not from hence. But now is my kingdom not from hence. This already takes care of all these people who go around teaching about kingdom, kingdom, kingdom. The church must take over the police. The church must take over the army. The church must take over government. The church must take over entertainment. Jesus said, my kingdom is not of this world. Jesus never preached a kingdom takeover. The apostles never preached a kingdom take over. He said, my kingdom is not of this world. If my kingdom were to be of this world, then will my people fight? So that already takes care of that. And what Jesus was actually talking about here is, you know, the, the authority, the rule, the rule of God. Look at 20, Luke 22 verse 52. Luke 22, 52. Luke chapter 22 verse 52. Then Jesus said unto the chief priests and captains of the temple and the elders which were come to him, Be ye come out as against a thief with swords and staves. Now this was when they came to get Jesus. Notice chief priests, the captains of the people and the rulers. The category of people that came for Jesus. The chief priests, the captains of the people and the rulers. To come and pick up a single unarmed man. Jesus said, you come out against me with an armed troop. Just for one person. Look at verse 53 of Luke 22. Hear what Jesus said. When I was daily with you in the temple, you stretched forth no hands against me. But this is your hour and the power of darkness. But this is your hour and the power or the kingdom of darkness. So you will see, see human beings. You will still see human beings. 
But there is a spirit at work that continually breeds evil. You will see human beings in operation because the arrest of Jesus and the killing of Jesus was done by human beings. But there was a spirit at work that was responsible or behind the operations. And from the beginning, that spirit abode not in the truth. And that spirit does not approve of the truth. Jesus cast out demons, if you observe, from a man called the madman of Gadara. This man was bound and tied in chains and he will break chains. Nobody could tame the man. Jesus walked up to the man and cast out the unclean spirits. Commanded the demons to leave. The demons left. Observe what they did. The people heard that Jesus has healed the madman of Gadara. They drove him away from their city. They told him to get out of their city. It was not the people that drove him away, but those unclean spirits got a hold of those people and used those people to push Jesus out of their city. They had the authority, those people had the authority to send him out of the city because the authority is with the people. That is why the authority was given to man. In Genesis chapter 1 verse 28, let them have dominion over. So authority was given to man. And what the devil does and all of his demons is to hide behind men of authority whose hearts are not born again. Men of authority whose hearts are not born again. His dominion is in the earth. The dominion of Satan is not in the sky. The dominion of Satan is in the earth and the dominion of Satan is among men that are not regenerated. Look at Mark chapter 14 verse 41. Mark chapter 14 verse 41. We are dealing with human wickedness. <clears throat> and he cometh the third time and saith unto them, Sleep on now and take your rest. It is enough, the hour is come. Behold, the Son of Man is betrayed into the hands of sinners. The Son of Man is betrayed into the hands of sinners. Jesus was handed over to sinners. Now, question. Are sinners under the lordship of Jesus? No. They are not born again. So, because they are not under the lordship of Jesus, that is why the devil manifests his authority through them. That's why brother Paul will say in Ephesians chapter 6 verse 11. Ephesians chapter 6 verse 11. Put on the whole armor of God that he may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. Next verse. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Against spiritual wickedness, we are dealing with wickedness, against spiritual wickedness in high the places is not in the original in high so he said that 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 in looking at human beings you will see wickedness in high the word high there is wickedness in authorities authorities that are without god wickedness is in the heart of man please take that very seriously wickedness is in the heart of man spiritual wickedness in the high meaning in those who are in authority remember that this wickedness is here on the earth wickedness 
is here on the earth among men, in the heart of men. Those who can close down the city, they are the people on high authorities. Those who can get people arrested, you know, get people arrested by the constitution and the law enforcement officers, they are the authority. The key thing is wickedness stems from the fall of man but has been perpetuated over the years by the authority of man perpetuated over the years by the authority of man now used over man wickedness has been perpetuated by human authority by the years now it is used over man wickedness is in the heart of man is man made wickedness is man made to do evil look at the sign that we read again first john chapter 3 verse 11 to 12 first john chapter 3 verse 11 to 12 for this is the message that he heard from the beginning, that we should love one another. Not as Cain, who was of that wicked one, and slew his brother. And wherefore slew he him? Because his own works were evil and his brother's righteous. Cain was of the wicked one. Spiritual wickedness on high. So, basically, Cain, being of the wicked one, was in Genesis chapter 4. And if you observe, Cain never saw anybody kill. He never saw anybody destroy. So how did he get to know how to do it? Well, of course, you must remember that the moment sin came, Satan became the god of this world, took over the authority over this planet, and began to influence the hearts of men that have refused to retain God. Now, let's look at something that is very interesting here. Romans chapter 13 verse 1 to 3. Romans chapter 13 verse number 1 to 3. Let every soul be subject unto the higher powers, for there is no power but of God. There is, if your Bible is mine, I will underline that. For there is no power but of God. Read on. The powers that be are ordained of God. Verse 2. Whosoever therefore resisteth the power, resisteth the ordinance of God. And they that resist shall receive to themselves damnation. Verse 3. For rulers are not a terror to good works, but to the evil. Wilt thou then not be afraid of the power? Do that which is good, and thou shalt have praise of the same. For rulers are not a terror to good works, but to the evil. Now, please take note of this. Number one, there is no authority but of God. Number two, the powers that be are ordained of God. Number one, there is no authority but God. Number two, the powers that be are ordained of God. Now, look at the next thing. He now qualifies it. He says rulers are supposed to be rulers against evil. They are supposed to be rulers against evil. They are not supposed to be rulers against good. They are supposed to be rulers against evil. Dealing with physical authority. Look at Titus chapter 3 verse 1. Titus chapter 3 verse number 1. Put them in mind to be subject to principalities and powers. 
To obey magistrates, to be ready to every good work. To obey magistrates, to obey magistrates, the authority is of God. First Peter chapter two verse three. First Peter chapter two verse three. If so be ye have tasted that the Lord is gracious. Give me second Peter chapter two verse three. And through covetousness shall they with feigned words make merchandise of you, whose judgments now of a long time lingereth not, and their damnation slumbereth not. So you will see that in both, in both cases where we read that they qualify that the purpose of authority is to do good. The purpose of authority is to do good and not evil. And then remember, the authority is ordained of God. So the question is, where did God ordain the human authorities? In the beginning. In the beginning. So authority on earth is ordained of God. Look at First Timothy chapter 2 verse 1. First Timothy chapter 2 verse 1, 2 and 3. I exhort therefore that first of all supplications, prayers, intercessions, and giving of thanks be made for all men. Verse 2. For kings and for all that are in authority, that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and honesty. Verse 3. For this is good and acceptable in the sight of God our Savior. For this is good and acceptable in the sight of God our Savior. He said we should pray for those in authority. Many people make the mistakes of praying for governors and presidents for wisdom. But the scripture didn't say pray for those in authority for wisdom. Look at the prayer, verse 4 of that first Timothy chapter 2, verse 4. Who will have all men to be saved and to come unto the knowledge of the truth? Who will have all men to be saved and to come unto the knowledge of the truth? So when we pray for rulers, we pray for governors, we pray for presidents, we pray for all the people in authority. Our prayer is for them to be saved. For them to be saved. That is our fundamental prayer for those in authority. That they be saved. Salvation. Why? Because if they are not saved, this will be their state. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 1 to 3 Ephesians chapter 2 verse 1 to 3 and you hath he quickened who are dead in trespasses and sins wherein in time past you walked according to the course of this world according to the prince of the power of the air the spirit that now worketh in the children of obedience the spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience read on among whom also we all had our conversation in times past in the lusts of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature the children of wrath, even as others. And were by nature the children of wrath, even as others. Now for those online and those on television and those on radio everywhere, there's heavy downpour. It's raining cats and dogs. And you know, I've already told you rain is not from God, so it's not a blessing. And I'm sure you're hearing the noise and everything. That can be God making noise when his word is being preached. So that's already a practical we're carrying out here now. All right? Okay. So let's proceed now. So we've established 
that a man that is not born again, a man that is not born of God, is under the, the influence of the God of this world. The God of this world. The rulers of this world influences men in authority whose hearts have not been regenerated. The point is this. Anybody in authority who is not born again is under the authority of the, of the kingdom of darkness. You didn't hear that. Let me repeat. Anybody in authority, whether president, governor, that is not born again, that is not regenerated by God, is under the authority of the kingdom of darkness. That authority is of God, but it is used by the devil. That authority, because God gave it to man anyway, so it came from God, but it is used by the devil. That's why he calls them the prince of this world. And then Jesus, was, I mean Paul will say, had they known it, they wouldn't have crucified the Lord of glory. They are physical human beings. However, these human beings in authority without God are under the lordship of Satan. Under the lordship of Satan. And they are human beings. So wickedness is man-made. Wickedness is man-made. Look at 2 Thessalonians chapter 3 verse 1 and 2. 2 Thessalonians 3 verse 1 and 2. Finally, brethren, pray for us that the word of the Lord may have free course and be glorified even as it is with you. Yes. Verse 2. And that we may be delivered from unreasonable and wicked men, for all men have not faith. That we may be delivered from wicked and unreasonable men, for all men have no faith, for all men do not believe in Jesus. All right? So take note of that. 2 Timothy chapter 4 verse 18. 2 Timothy chapter 4 verse 18. And the Lord shall deliver me from every evil work and will preserve me unto his heavenly kingdom to whom be glory forever and ever. Amen. And the Lord shall deliver me from every evil work. Every evil work. Alright? So take note of evil work, wicked and unreasonable men, Jeremiah 17 verse 9. Jeremiah 17 verse 9. Jeremiah, yeah. The heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? The heart of man is desperately wicked. The heart of man is desperately wicked. So, where do you find wickedness? You find wickedness in the heart of man. So wickedness, now let me ask you a very simple question. Do we find wickedness in the heart of a man that is born again? Huh? Huh? Are you sure? Remember, wickedness is man-made. And wickedness is found in the heart of man. I didn't say in the heart of Christian. Neither did I say in the heart of unbeliever. In the heart of man. So wickedness is man-made. It comes from the heart of man. 
See, God cannot be tempted with evil, neither tempted he any man. And we will see, like the case of Joseph, whether does God create situations so he can turn them around for good? We're going to examine that in a few minutes. We have seen that wickedness and evil comes from the heart of man. What about wickedness carried out from governments? Or wickedness carried out by people in positions of authority? All of them comes from the fall of man. It is still the authority of darkness being shown or manifest through human authority. Satan always, always veils himself and stays behind human authority. He hides behind human authority. Then he influences the authority to carry out his wishes. Look at the case of Herod, for example. Herod. They said to Herod that someone has been born. Someone has been born. Herod said to the wise man, Go and see him, come back and tell me. So I can go with you to worship. But the Bible says Herod was troubled. His entire kingdom was troubled because a baby was born. He was disturbed. When the people didn't come back, Herod had no hope of locating the child. He said, kill all the children in the land from the age of two downwards. I mean, that can be a normal human being talking. There is a spirit behind that man. There is a wicked spirit at work in such a person. Kill every child. The spirit of the power of the air or yeah the spirit that walketh in the children of disobedience so again wickedness is man-made and evil stems from the fall of man look at joseph joseph had a dream his father gave him a coat of many colors his brothers envied him What does the Bible in the epistle say about Joseph? Because preachers have preached all kinds of things from the story of Joseph. You know, like I said the other day. Let's look at the epistles. Hebrews 11.22 Hebrews chapter 11 verse 22 By faith, Joseph, when he died, made mention of the departing of the children of Israel and gave commandments concerning his bones. That is all the epistle says about Joseph. That is all the epistles say about Joseph. Nothing more from the epistles. Now let's look at brother, brother Stephen's account on Joseph in Acts chapter 7 verse 8. Acts chapter 7 verse number 8. And he gave him the covenant of circumcision. And so Abraham begat Isaac and circumcised him the eighth day. And Isaac begat Jacob, and Jacob begat the twelve patriarchs. Verse 9. And the patriarchs moved with envy, sold Joseph into Egypt, but God was with him. They moved with envy and sold Joseph. They moved with envy and sold Joseph. Now, we will see the difference between Stephen and Paul. 
because both of them were stoned one died one escaped now look at that same acts chapter 7 verse 9 and 10 let's conclude joseph verse 9 and 10 and the patriarchs moved with envy so joseph went to egypt but god was with him 10 and delivered him out of all his afflictions and gave him favor and wisdom of pharaoh king of egypt and he made him governor over Egypt and all his house. The brothers moved with envy. Now let me ask you, is envy a sin? Yes. Does God walk with envy? No. Who was with Joseph? God was with Joseph. And delivered him out of all his afflictions. So question. In the whole saga of Joseph's story. What was God's role? To be with him and deliver him. That was all. To deliver him. Look at that same scripture where we are reading in Acts chapter 7, verse 11 to 14. 11 to 14. Now there came a death over all the land of Egypt and Canaan, and great affliction, and our fathers found no sustenance. But when Jacob heard that there was corn in Egypt, he sent out our fathers first. And at the second time, Joseph was made known to his brethren, and Joseph's kindred was made known unto Pharaoh. Then sent Joseph and called his father Jacob to him and all his kindred, three score and fifteen souls. If you observe, God was not involved in all the activities. Because there's a lot of envy, there's a lot of jealousy. God wasn't part of all that saga. The only part that God played in the story of Joseph was that God was with him, and God delivered him out of all of that. And if you remember, after they stayed in Egypt, during the famine, when the famine was over, they came back to Canaan. So that means if Joseph was in Canaan, they wouldn't have needed to go to Egypt. Because whatever he did in Egypt, he would have done it in Canaan. But their envy sold him away. He went, God was with him. God used him to bring prosperity. And at the end of the day, both Joseph and his brethren came back to Canaan. So the part that God played in that whole story was that God was with Joseph. God delivered Joseph. God preserved Joseph. So Joseph's case is not God all true. The only part that God played was to protect Joseph and deliver him from the envy and the wickedness in the hearts of those people. In John chapter 16 verse 33, the scripture says this about all of us as believers. John 16, 33. These things I have spoken unto you, that in me you might have peace. In the world you shall have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. In the world you shall have tribulation. People are going to envy you. People are going to dislike you. People are going to jealous you. People are going to plan against you. People are going to conspire against you. It's part of human nature. And if it ever happens, don't think it's because you're a bad person. It is what happens among human beings, especially when they are without the knowledge of Jesus Christ. Tests and trials will come. But, cheer up. Cheer up. I have overcome the world. No temptation has taken you but such as is common to man. And God is faithful. He will not allow you to be tempted above what you can handle. And he will with the temptation. 
make a way of escape that you may bear it look at james chapter 1 verse 2 james chapter 1 verse number 2 james 1 2 my brethren count it all joy when ye fall into diverse temptations my brethren count it all joy all joy when you are tempted when you are tested when you are tried by human wickedness by human conspiracies by human arrangements count it all joy all joy so remember man's wickedness is not god's mysterious way of working man's wickedness is not god's mysterious way of working for example acts chapter 12 verse 1 to 3 acts chapter 12 verse 1 to 3 <clears throat> now about that time herod the king stretched forth his hands to vex certain of the church to vex certain of the church to harass some people that are in the church next and he killed james the brother of john with the sword and because he saw it pleased the jews he proceeded further to take peter also then were the days of unleavened bread then were the days of unleavened bread so listen carefully herod is king he decides to harass certain people in the church he killed stephen and the people protested the jews were happy the jews were happy they hailed herod well done the most powerful you know that is why democracy is not god democracy is not god god is not involved in democracy democracy is humans so don't be dragging god into election god is not involved in democracy i'm going to say more in the course of this teaching god is not part of democracy and it's not part of the democratic process please very important because if democracy was god jesus will have lost election jesus will have never won election remember when they were thinking of whether to crucify jesus or to crucify barabbas a mob came and said give us barabbas barabbas is a thief barabbas is a wicked person barabbas is an evil person jesus is a healer he healed the sick he raised the dead we prefer barabbas to jesus why democracy is not god so stop staking your christianity staking your faith carrying your bible and saying if this one does not win election i will throw away my bible no you are being foolish democracy is not god it's not god god doesn't operate within those lines they say we don't want jesus give us barabbas he's dubious he's corrupt he's wicked we like him jesus is a good person he's not good for politics give us barabbas give us raper the rapist give us the kidnapper the dubious person but jesus we don't want him that's the way democracy functions because democracy is a government of human interest it's a government of human interest 
And once human interest gets on the way, the love of God is out. Because the love of God does not function within the parameters of selfishness. The love of God does not function within the parameters of self-centeredness. The love of God functions within the parameters of selflessness. Some of the people in America now that are for Biden, 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 Biden is because they have certain interests that they think the government of Biden will support. Whether it is good for the overall Americans or not, it doesn't matter. And some other people that are for Donald Trump, Donald Trump, Donald Trump is because they have certain interests that they are sure the government of Donald Trump will support. So whether it is good for the overall Americans or not, they don't care. That is why democracy can never be God. So save your prophecies. Stop pro no apostle prophesied for any ruler. No apostle prophesied. No, no minister. Jesus did not even say anything about government. He didn't. Am I saying you shouldn't vote? That's your civic right. You better go out and vote. Because at the end of the day, when the chips are down, whoever you vote or do not vote will be in power to determine the policies that make you comfortable or uncomfortable. But that doesn't mean it is God in the center of it. <clears throat> that doesn't mean it is God in the center of it. So remember again, wickedness is in the heart of a man that is not born of God. Look at verse 4 of Acts of the Apostles chapter 12. Acts 12, 4. And when he had apprehended him, he put him in prison and delivered him to four quaternions of soldiers to keep him, intending after Easter to bring him forth to the people. Verse 5. Peter therefore was kept in prison, but prayer was made without ceasing of the church unto God for him. Prayer was made without ceasing. Prayer was made without ceasing. I love that one. I'd like to repeat it again. P prayer was made without ceasing of the church unto God for him. Prayer made without ceasing. When Peter was arrested by the king, they have already killed Stephen. Now they have carried Peter to kill. And the plan was to kill them one by one. And they had governmental authority supporting it. To take out all the men of God. To take out all the men of God one by one. That's why brother Paul said pray for us. That we be delivered from wicked and unreasonable men. See what prayer does. Ay, ay, ay. The effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. It maketh tremendous power available. It changes and rearranges things. Prayer moves into circumstances and begins to move circumstances in a way that it creates an enabling environment for the purpose of God to find expression. Oh, prayer, 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 kabadaga. And listen carefully, prayer is a proof that God does not intervene in man's affairs. Prayer is a proof. That God will never get involved in anything man is doing without God being invited. Men ought always to pray and not to faint. Paul said pray for us. Pray for us brethren. But when they prayed without ceasing. That same night while Peter was sleeping. There was an intervention. In Acts chapter 16. Paul and Silas prayed and sang praises 
and they were out of the prison. Listen carefully. When you are in trouble, most of the times, it is better to get brethren to pray for you. When you are in trouble, it's better to get brethren to pray for you. Because when you are in trouble, sometimes you get overwhelmed that you are not able to pray well. That is a time you need brethren to pray for you. Please, that's very important. Look at Peter. He couldn't pray. He was sleeping. He was sleeping. There's a way problems overwhelm you. You can't even pray. You just be looking. You know you should pray. You just be looking. You can't pray. And that's when you need brethren. Brethren, a company. Bible says they went back to their own company. And reported all that has been done. And the company lifted up their voice to God with one accord. And they prayed. That's when to get people to pray. Because when you are overwhelmed with problems and troubles. If you are not careful, it affects your confidence. And there is need for confidence in prayer. Look at Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Three of them said, we know that God will deliver us. We know. They are not in doubt. We know that this, this fire, God will deliver us from it. They were so confident. Whether you put us in the fire or you don't put us in the fire, we will not bow. You know, sometimes people say, they say, whether God deliver us or not, we will not bow. Now, that's not what they said. What they said is, whether you put us or not, we will not bow. But we know, Kabayada, we are always confident. Always confident. We have come to know and to believe the love that God has for us. Hallelujah. We have come to know and to believe the love that God has for us. Glory to God. Glory to God. And God delivered them. The part that God plays all the times is to deliver. You know, sometimes you're just human. Things overwhelm you as a human being. Things overshadow you as a human being. And you need other brethren around you to support you, to help you, and to be with you in prayer. Now, you will see how Paul was stoned. And Stephen was stoned. Stephen died. Paul lived. They are stoning you. When the first and second stone fell on you, you should take off. You don't stand there and say, Father, forgive them. They don't know what they are doing. You should run. When you have escaped, you can stay from afar and say, Father, forgive them. They don't know what they are doing. That's the difference between Stephen and Paul. It is called common sense. Common sense in deliverance common sense approach in deliverance now look at that scripture again Acts chapter 12 give me from verse 6 to 10 and when Herod would have brought him forth the same night Peter was sleeping between two soldiers bound with two chains and the keepers before the door kept the prison yeah next verse and behold, the angel of the Lord came upon him, and a light shined in the prison. And he smote Peter on the side and raised him up, saying, Arise up quickly. And his chains fell off from his hands. Go ahead. 
And the angel said unto him, Gird thyself and bind on thy sandals. And so he did. And he saith unto him, Cast thy garment about thee and follow me. Go ahead, verse 9. And he went out and followed him, and wist not that it was true which was done by the angel, but thought he saw a vision. Verse when 10. They, when they were past the first and the second ward, they came unto the iron gate that leadeth unto the city, which opened to them of his own accord. And they went out and passed on through one street, and forthwith the angel departed from him. Observe, number one, Peter was sleeping between two soldiers. Number two, the angel of the Lord, in response to the prayer, came upon Peter and said to Peter, Observe, arise quickly. Arise quickly. Not arise sluggishly. This is an angel. Arise quickly. That's number one. We are your clothes. Common sense. He didn't say arise. And Peter stood up without clothes and ran out. They will catch him and bring him back. We are your clothes. Number three. Bind up your sandals. That is be ready. This is a common sense glimpse into angelic operations. Bind up your sandals. Arise quickly. Get ready to leave the city. You know, Zechariah was told by the angel, your wife will have the baby. People say Zechariah was in unbelief. The man was not in unbelief. If the man was in unbelief, he wouldn't have pregnanted his wife after the instruction. The moment the angel spoke, the man went home and walked. Nine months after the baby has arrived. The man believed. He did the needful. Now, look at that Acts chapter 12. Give me 17 to 24. Acts 12, 17 to verse 24. But he, beckoning unto them with the hand to hold their peace, declared unto them how the Lord had brought him out of prison. And he said, Go show these things unto James and to the brethren. And he departed and went into another place. Now as soon as it was day, there was no small stir among the soldiers. What was become of Peter? 19. And when Herod had sought for him and found him not, he examined the keepers and commanded that they should be put to death. That the keepers should be put to death. So you can imagine if Peter was still there. Even those that kept Peter, the, the ruler, com Herod, commanded that they should be put to death. Put it up. Read for me. And he went down from Judea to Caesarea and there abode. Next verse. And Herod was highly displeased with them of Tyre and Sidon. But they came with one accord to him. And having made blasts, the king's chamberlain, their friend, desired peace. Because their country was nourished by the king's country. Next verse. And upon a said day, Herod arrayed in royal apparel, sat upon his throne, and made an oration unto them. Twenty-two. Twenty-two. And the people gave a shout, saying, It is the voice of a God, and not of a man. Twenty-three and twenty-four. And immediately the angel of the Lord smote him, because he gave not God the glory, and he was eaten of worms, and gave up the ghost. Twenty-four. But the word of God grew and multiplied. Next verse, twenty-five. And Barnabas and Saul returned from Jerusalem when they had fulfilled their ministry and took with them John, whose surname was Mark. They took with them John. Now observe, Peter departed and went to another place. As soon, if you read, it says, as soon as it was there. 
That means very early. Very early in the morning before daybreak, Peter has disappeared. First of all, the angel brought him out. He ran to a safe place and passed the rest of the night. As day was breaking, he left that city and went to another city. And if you read carefully, after Herod died, Peter came back. After Herod died, Peter came back. It's the same thing. Jesus left Egypt. I mean, he left and went to Egypt. After the king was dead, he came back. It is called common sense. Common, common sense. Approach. Common sense approach to deliverance. Common sense approach to deliverance. So take note. Wickedness is in the heart of men. Eternal life. Only Jesus can give it. I come to Jesus for eternal life. I don't come to him for other things that I can get elsewhere. I come to him for what only he supplies. I am come that you may have life and have it more abundantly. He that has the son has life. So why are we in Christ? For life. Abel Dominum Ministries International presents Righteous Invasion of Truth. Riot live with Dr. Abel Dominum. Somebody shut up! The curse, curses, cursing, and the concept of deliverance. And ask the counselor with Dr. Abel Daminer and Michael Bush. Date 11th October to 15th November 2020. Time Mondays to Saturdays 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. GMT plus one. Sundays 7 a.m. and 11 a.m. services GMT plus one. You can also join the broadcast on Comfort FM 95.1 Uyo 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. daily. XL FM 106.9 Uyo 1 p.m. to 3 p.m. daily. Inspiration FM 105.9 Uyo from 9 p.m. to 10 p.m. daily. And Radio Aquaibo 90.5 Uyo 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. daily. Watch this program live on Kingdom Life Network TV on your strong decoder or my TV. Also visit Abel Damino Facebook handle, Instagram handle, Twitter handle, and YouTube. Host Doctors Abel and Rachel Damino. Eternal life. Only Jesus can give it. I come to Jesus for eternal life. I don't come to him for other things that I can get elsewhere. I come to him for what only he supplies. I am come that you may have life and have it more abundantly. He that has the son has life. So why are we in Christ for life? Abel Damino Ministries International presents Righteous Invasion of Truth, Riot, Live with Dr. Abel Tamina. Somebody shut up! The curse, curses, cursing, and the concept of deliverance. And ask the counselor with Dr. Abel Tamina and Michael Bush. Date 11th October to 15th November 2020. 
time, Mondays to Saturdays, 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. GMT plus one. Sunday, 7 a.m. and 11 a.m. services GMT plus one. You can also join the broadcast on Comfort so, FM 95.1. six the enemy and all daily. the conspirators, every evil, every plan, every harm is disarmed as we give ourselves to prayer. The church prayed without ceasing for Peter. Prayers were made without ceasing unto God for Peter. And angels moved in in response to prayer and brought Peter out. That is God's part. He delivers, he rescues, he worketh signs and wonders in heaven. eternal life only jesus can give it i come to jesus for eternal life i don't come to him for other things that i can get elsewhere i come to him for what only he supplies i am come that you may have life and have it more abundantly he that has the son has life so why are we in christ for life abel Damino ministries international presents righteous in
only Jesus can give it. I come to Jesus for eternal life. I don't come to him for other things that I can get elsewhere. I come to him for what only he supplies. I am come that you may have life and have it more abundantly. He that has the son has life. So why are we in Christ for life? Abel Domino Ministries International presents Righteous Invasion of Truth Riot Live with Dr. Abel Domino. Okay, um, I don't know. We'd like to apologize to you on behalf of the leadership and the production team of the program, the leadership of the church that's Power City International, right here at the global headquarters in Uyo, Nigeria, West Africa. And then, of course, the production team, producer Pastor I.J. Quera and his production team, they'd like me to appeal to you very specially. My name is Michael Bush. I welcome you to the program. We're having great technical issues here and there. As more of fact, we may just be with um, what you can manage, especially for those watching on TV and the social media platforms. We just get by like that. Global Baba is already there. You can see him if you are on TV, if you are watching. And um, it's my pleasure to bring him on set on air. Global Baba, Dr. Abel Damina. The Intercontinental, Mr. Bush. How's been your day? Fantastic, mm. fantastic. We continue what? to push no matter what happens. No, we are <laughs> in and out of this. There's no stopping us. <laughs> We're in and out of this. There's season. no stopping us. Okay, yeah. Global Baba, just before I come down back to you, let me just take the traditional opening announcements. The bank details, Power City International is the account name, FCMB. It's 2982-682028. FCMB, 2982-682028. Power City International, that's the account name, still for Zenith. 10, 12, 36, 59, 12, 10, 12, 36, 59, 12. Power City International, the account name, still for UBA, 139, 26, 465. UBA, 139, 26, 4, 6, 5. Well, I don't know. I hope that we're able to take some calls, to accommodate some calls on this edition of the program. That number is plus 234 806 Finally, if you want to do partnership with Power City International, you want to sponsor, whether it's Riot Life or ask the counselor, the number to call is plus 234 803 275 6104 or you wire an email or two to Yahoo.com. Doctor there is just Or you want to send in an email or two again uh, for the program, for questions, for counseling, what to do is send that to ask the counselor now at gmail.com end of those traditional announcements uh, that we always used to open the program and about now to invite some global barber to do the needful by praying for our state praying for our country praying for our continent and our world Baba. let's pray together father we thank you for grace mercy and jesus thank you that the effectual fervent prayer of the righteous man avail it much so today we pray for our state we pray for our nation we pray for the world. We ask that supernaturally the gospel of Christ continues to thrive. The word of your grace continues to be preached all over the world. The truth about Jesus continues to be revealed. We ask that laborers are released into the field. We ask that believers are equipped. Disciples are raised. Able ministers of the gospel rise in every continent and nation and every community. Shining the light of Jesus. 
And we ask for our governments, all of our presidents and governors and prime ministers, that supernaturally they'll be positioned by the grace of God to experience the saving knowledge of Jesus. And that, Lord, you use them to create enabling environments for our societies to have peace so that the gospel continues to thrive and so that potentials continue to find expression in our societies. We thank you for answered prayer. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Okay, Global Baba, we spent the night in next door Cross River State, Calabar. So we start there from on this edition. Hello, Global Baba. I am staying in Calabar. You said that there is no third heaven. Please, sir, explain Second Corinthians 12, 1 to 5. Thank you. Well, just a figure of speech Brother Paul was using, and he was explaining a vision. It was not a doctrine. It was just a vision. You know, so I can tell you I had a vision, and I saw five Jesus sitting on the throne. Doesn't mean Jesus is in fives. So, it's a vision. It's not doctrine. And that's the only place you have a mention of ours caught to the third heaven as a result of his experience in a vision. There's no doctrinal teaching on that subject. Okay, from Calabar Cross River State, we're heading to Makudi, Benue State, just next door to Cross River State. Global Baba, great teachings we are receiving from you. Can a woman collect cements from another man and insert into a womb for babies if her husband has low sperm count? Um, Henry Meme from Makudi, Benue State. More grace. Strictly. Okay, so from Benue State, we just um, drive into the nation's capital, that's Abuja. Says hello, Global Baba. Observe, you teach all aspects of life from the scriptures. Please, Baba, I want you to pray for financial breakthrough for my father and elder sister. Also, pray for scholarship for my brothers and me in the United States of America. Blessing Efiong in Abuja. Father, we pray for blessing Efiong and his family. Ask that your favor and your grace is sufficient for them. That the gospel finds expression in his family. The word of God is proclaimed. And above all, we ask that Jesus is made manifest. And for their financial needs, we ask for favor. We ask that circumstances and situations are arranged to favor them. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Staying on in Abuja, hello, Global Baba and Intercontinental Mr. Bush. My name is Jeremiah Eko. I'm six years old. I live in Abuja. Global Baba, I want to know how you came about preaching so greatly the way you do. Thank you, Global Baba, for telling me. A six-year-old boy <laughs> it, it, wants to know. Well, it's taken me a lot of, many years of preaching. I've been preaching for close to 40 years now. What you keep doing over and over and over for 40 years, eventually you master how to do it. And above all, I study the word, I spend time in prayer, and I spend time in reading and learning. That's, you know, the secret. Okay, at this point of uh, the live show, this is the live show now, it's uh, half past the hour, right here in Uyo, Nigeria. And we're excited to still tell you that we apologize again and again for the technical issues we observed when we were launching this um, segment that is uh, Ask the Council. Man, that, was, progress. that was some rain. Eh? Absolutely. And some thunder. That was yeah. some heavy. And that kind of thunder is not the one that comes with, I mean, like thunder. This one just came from Uran straight. And... So now the people can see that rain is not a blessing from God. Aha. Because that's practical session. It came out almost this, this time. So everything. 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 You know. and, and it almost stabilized God's thing. So <laughs> yes. it can't be from God. So you okay. can see that. Great stuff. Yeah. Great stuff. Yeah. Okay. So this one, no location. So we'll take it that it's somewhere up north. Says, hello, Global Baba. My name is Comfort Ogaba. I love to serve the Lord, but the more I put myself to serving, 
um, the Lord, the more I find myself withdrawing from it. Please counsel me, Global Baba. The more you find yourself serving the Lord, the more you find yourself withdrawing. So you need to ask yourself, what is your motive for serving? What have you been taught? What's the reason why you're serving? Are you serving just to score points with God? Or have you understood Christ enough? You're so motivated by the revelation that you want more people to hear. You need to settle all of that because so many times people serve in the house of God for the wrong reasons. And it's because they were thought that if you don't serve, you won't get a blessing. If you don't serve, you won't get a breakthrough. So the motivation is for their needs to be met. And that is wrong because that's not the reason why you serve. You serve because you have understood what Christ has done. And out of the joy of that salvation, you want other people to come into that joy. So you need to check what you are taught, you need to check your motives, you need to check all of that while you're serving. And somebody just put on Facebook that I need to repeat the answer on loose sperm count. Mm. The answer was simply, if the husband and the wife decide that they want to get a seed from another man, if that's their decision and the other man is also in agreement, there's nothing wrong with it. Okay, so still staying anonymous, still somewhere in the northern part of Nigeria, dear Dr. Damina, in one of your teachings on the priesthood of Christ. You thought that Christ is in the spirit without blood. Then, where did he get the blood? He smeared on the mercy seat of propitiation. Well, blood is life. His life was the blood. So when Jesus went, Jesus is both the mercy seat. Jesus is the blood. Jesus is all of it. So Jesus' resurrection and appearance before the Father on our behalf is the mercy seat and is the blood. He is the blood. Remember, Leviticus says, blood is life blood is life so the blood of jesus is the life of jesus don't think of liquid think of his life so when he rose from the dead and appeared before the father that was the blood of jesus before the father speaking on our behalf the second and final question from that anonymous entry says a caller once said he used your photograph to pray for unction to be like you but you roundly condemned the same to be idolatry what of Elisha's action and declaration in second kings 12 to 14 to provoke the God of Elijah as a reference point and God result of crossing River Jordan on dry land. Well, the person writing this, I can tell that you have been really, really messed up by religion and you need quite a lot of unlearning so you can relearn because this is not going to be enough for me to teach you. Fundamentally, you have not even understood what the gospel is. If you are still thinking of how to use Elijah's mantle, how to pray in the name of the God of Elijah. You have not even understood who Jesus is at all. So you still need to go through uh, the pre-nursery class of salvation. Because once you understand who Jesus is and what Jesus has done for you and the salvation he has offered, you won't be looking at Elijah and Elisha as models for Jesus. You won't do that. So you need to go through fundamentals. My advice, my advice, if you send us an email asking for my book, eternal salvation we'll try and make sure you get the book we get the book to you so we can help you start from the fundamentals so that your christianity has a basis not just floating with what people have preached and what you read and have not understood in the light of christ when uh, abuja nigeria in another two minutes i should be taking your phone calls uh, on this edition of the program i should start taking your phone calls but in that time, too, I should be, or Global Baba and I should be in Lagos, Nigeria. Hello, Global Baba and Mr. Bush. Thank you so much for your labor of love over us. Please support my husband and me with prayer for clear direction. My company is going through reductions, but instead of going through that process, we have decided that we would leave. 
We are planning on returning to the United States for the immediate future only due to lack of options. But neither of us has any desire to live there long term. My husband has several business ventures ongoing and we are believing God for success. But of course, there is a bit of apprehension going down to one income, especially in the United States. Please, Global Baba, pray for us that we are sensitive to the direction of the Holy Spirit and not to make detrimental decisions for the family. Thank you, Global Baba. More grace to you and Mr. Bush. Choronda Adeyomo is in Lake Campus, Lagos, Nigeria. Father, we pray for Sister Choronda and her husband and her family. We ask supernaturally right now that they have clarity, they have direction, they know exactly what to do. They are not confused. And in the name of Jesus, we decree that the word of the Lord is a lamp unto your feet and a light unto your path. And in the name of Jesus, we declare that you will hear the voice saying, that is the way. Walk in it. Receive clarity. Receive direction. Receive clarity. Receive instructions. And in the name of Jesus, make informed decisions. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. From Lagos, Nigeria to Ghana, God bless you, Global Baba, for feeding us with the word of God. Please, which books is the Bible talking about in the book of Revelation 2012, Ebenezer in Ghana? Revelation 2012, put it up. I think it's the books where the names of those without Christ are. And I saw the dead small and great stand before God and the books were open and another book was open. The book is the book of life. The books is... For those who are not born again. And the dead were judged out of those things which were written in the books according to their works. So again, the book of life is Jesus. Salvation is only in Christ. But those without Jesus have books. Different books. Because they believe that they can qualify by their works without Christ. So that's why it is books for the unsaved and they will be judged by the books. But we in Christ were already in the book of life. Okay, from Ghana, we're heading straight to Cameroon. Global Baba, thank you so, 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 so much for your labor in the world. I was blind, now I can see. Thanks be to God for connecting me to your teachings. Thank you too, Mr. Bush, for all you do. Global Baba, please help me interpret, help me interpret Genesis 1, 4 to 5 in the light of Christ. I look forward to hearing from you. Thank you so much, Charlotte, from Cameroon. Charlotte, go back, get the teachings of last week. That's all I taught last week. So I will encourage you, Charlotte, get the teachings of last week, why things happen the way they happen. I taught it on Wednesday last week, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. All of that, I dealt with Genesis chapter 1 and chapter 2, and I, I explained all of that with exegesis. Order for that material. Again, that's why I always advise. Don't just come on this platform for questions and answers. Follow the teachings. If you really sincerely and honestly follow the teachings, you won't have much issues. You will understand many things because the teachings are supposed to help lay a foundation for your understanding. Okay, so let's move outside um, the western central coasts of Africa to the southern part of the continent, um, Zimbabwe. Here we come. Hello, Global Baba and Mr. Bush. My name is Regis. I write from Harare, Zimbabwe. I thank God for your labor in word and doctrine. My question is, what is the baptism in the Holy Spirit? My second question is, is holy laughter better known as laughing in the spirit by Blicum, where people laugh uncontrollably in church? Thirdly, what is the role of laying of hands in the New Testament in terms of impartation of spiritual gifts? 
So, Global Baba, which way do you want to start? Well, let's start from uh, holy laughter. Holy yes. laughter is laughing in the spirit. Yes, why not? When the spirit fills you up with joy, you laugh. I mean, there's nothing wrong. Yeah, when Laying you feel with joy, yeah. you laugh. Laying on of hands is for impartation. And also, when we are releasing people into ministry, and when we are stirring up the gifts of God in people, we lay hands on them. But this is done by the leadership of the ministry you are serving under or learning under. And the leadership will do that at the right time after you have undergone a lot of training. But there's also laying of hands to heal the sick. There are two different things. One is for ministry. One is for the healing of the sick. So the one for ministry is impartation. The one for healing the sick is to heal the sick. Those are two different things. And then there was a third, the third question, baptism in the Holy Spirit. Baptism in the Holy Spirit in the book of Acts speaks of tongues. When you, when you receive utterance, the gift of utterance in Acts is what we call the baptism of the Holy Spirit, which is what happened in Acts chapter 2. Remember, the day they spoke in tongues was not the day they received the Spirit. They had already received the Spirit in chapter 1 of Acts. That's why they knew who Jesus was and understood what he taught. But on the day of Pentecost, chapter 2 of Acts, was when utterance, when they had utterance and spoke in tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. From Zimbabwe, we're going straight to South Africa. As one of our we're just trolling across the border. It says, hello, Dr. Abel Damina and Mr. Michael Bush. My name is Linda, right from South Africa, KwaZulu-Natal province. Firstly, I would like to thank God for the life of Dr. Damina in Christ and thank, you for the, and thank him for the great teachings that are growing my spirit in Christ. Thank you, sir. My question is in the book of 1 Timothy, 2.15. Please play for me, sir. First Timothy 2.15. Put it up for us. First Timothy. Notwithstanding, shall be saved in childbearing if they continue in faith and charity and holiness with sobriety. Yeah. It's, a, it's part of, you know, the authority that a, you know, a believer has and a woman in Christ has over, you know, the, the, the repercussions of childbearing as a result of the fall. If the lady is already redeemed by Christ, she can, she can take authority. And believe for a very smooth delivery. Okay, from uh, that South Africa, we're going straight to Botswana. I have a beautiful counseling and prayer entry. It says, Hello, Global Baba. Hello, Daddy. I'm sorry to use this platform because I know it's not the right platform to use for this issue. Daddy, I'm a follower from Botswana. I'm 38 years old. I'm married with two children. Daddy, I have seen a great uh, father in you. Who has taught me the true gospel and asks, and I now ask that you help my family and me. That they have been married for eight years now. My husband decided to leave his job in 2010 and has not worked ever since. He decided to get into agriculture. I took a loan to help him buy tractors and implements so he could help provide for the family. That in nothing he does bears fruits. And he keeps asking that I help him with money. I take loans to help him, but he never repays as his agriculture business never generates enough money. I tried talking to him to see if he could do something else to help me feed the family, but he can't. Daddy, I'm broken, and I'm in serious debt. I can't even provide my child's school fees. But, Daddy, I am a government employee. Daddy, I'm so indebted that I'm ashamed of myself. I feel stupid and depressed. I don't see the reason to continue to stay alive. Having built a house for my kids, I'm unable to buy them clothes, even myself. I took all the money to support my husband. My furniture in the house is broken, but every money he finds, he invests in agriculture, but he doesn't have a plan, Daddy. Please help pray with me. I'm at my wit's end. I want to run away forever and never return, but, um, 
but God is uh, able to help me from this dark pit. I believe that he would redirect my steps and lead me to a successful life. I sacrificed my personal development to support my husband in everything, but now I'm a laughingstock. Please, Daddy, help me just with prayer for myself, for my husband, and my children. Pray that God will give my husband wisdom on what to do to bring finances to the family and support us. Help me pay all debts and never borrow. Redirect me on how to improve my career and bring in more money that I'll, not, I'll be even able to do the work of God financially and otherwise. Please help me, Daddy, pray for us. My contact, he puts there, my husband's contact, he puts there, and gives his name as Mrs. Lesedi Musamai, and husband is Mrs. Mr. Muki Musamai, both from Botswana. I, I apologize, I kept this um, next caller longer than necessary on the line. I'll come back to Global Baba on this, but right now, this caller, hello. Hello, good evening. Yes, I apologize for keeping you longer than necessary on the line. Yes, welcome to the hey. show. It's okay. I was actually uh, enjoying every bit of the whole counseling thing. Yes. Uh, good evening, Mr. Bush and the Papa in the house. Welcome. Bless you. Bless you. Okay. My name is Charles. I'm calling from you. Uh, it, okay. Something happened yesterday. Immediately after you finished ministering, uh, there, there, was a, there was another program that was called by a pastor. So when I listened to his, um, his submission, he was telling that there are people who, is, who are preaching heresy, that people should run away, people should come into communion, people should not do anything and exclude communion and exclude the oil and all of that. So I was just laughing and waiting to see the exigencies that he will bring to back up all of the things he said. So what I'm trying to say is that there are many men of God that are actually listening to what you are pushing into the world. So they understand the truth, but they just don't want to teach it. And I want to find out, Papa, how do we get these people to really get to understand that what you are teaching is the real gospel of Christ? Because once you preach, we can, have in our, we can sense in our spirit that this is the truth. And then they come up with all these allegations and all of these uh, things that are unfounded uh, analogies. So how do we get these men who, who, who think they have been in, in, in church, they have been in the ministry for a whole long time, and that what we are pushing right now is, is, is against the gospel of Christ? So how do we get these people to understand this thing deeply, sir? Well, uh, first of all, some of them may never understand. They have made up their minds to deceive themselves and be deceived. Those that are sincere and honest and really want to understand the truth, they will go to the book and look at the book very carefully and they will understand. The problem is many of these pastors don't know that the Holy Ghost owns all believers. It's the Holy Ghost who owns believers. No pastor owns anybody. It's the Holy Ghost. And when the gospel is preached, if what is preached is the truth, the spirit of God that is in believers bears witness. It bears witness. It doesn't matter how long you've been in ministry. That longevity in ministry is not a proof that you are sound in doctrine. Somebody that just got born again last month can be more sound in doctrine than you. So sometimes I think people need to calm down, humble themselves, and learn and unlearn and make adjustments. But you know, it's a good thing to know that we're making impact such that some people have decided to come on radio to start preaching for the first time, you know, which was not what they were doing before. So if what we're doing is pushing pastors to come on radio at least and begin to preach, eventually our prayer is that they will also shift and learn to preach the truth of Christ. Thank you for your call. Okay, so Global Baba, we'll go back to Botswana. Yes. And, uh, 
Botswana. Yeah. Well, the first thing I will advise you, sister, is you don't have to run away. You don't have to kill yourself. You don't have to leave this world for anybody. You have a purpose. You have, you have, you know, an assignment to carry out in this life. You have God's plan for your life. So if things are not working out, I think the first thing you need is you need counseling, which is why you have written to us. But above just counseling you spiritually, since you're having financial issues, you may have to get an expert, a financial expert to sit down with you and look at your finances and give you some kind of advice. Because obviously, you and your husband has made a lot of wrong decisions. You know, wrong decisions in the way you have spent and in the way your husband has spent money when he himself is not bringing in income. There has been a lot of miscalculations. But having said that, there's still a way out. So you need to see somebody who is a financial expert to sit down with you, plan with you, counsel with you, and help you with financial advice. But I want to pray for you. Father, I ask that supernaturally you will intervene in this marriage and supernaturally restore this family. Amen. Give them a miracle. Amen. A miracle of deliverance from this situation. Amen. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Okay, I'm told that uh, we have another caller who's just going to leave Botswana and head straight to Kenya. But this caller, hello. Hello. Yeah, hi. Okay, you are here. Thank you for joining us. Your name, where are you calling from? Uh, I'm Hyacinth. I'm calling from UK. UK, go ahead. Uh, Papa, we thank you. And we bless God for having you. And one of your sons in UK. Okay. Empty your campus. Okay, okay. Mr. Bush, I greet you. I greet you too. Papa, there, if there is nobody listening, there is no... It's like testing what you teach. I am swallowing... Papa, bless you. Thank you. I'm happy to have come in contact with you. All you preach. It affects my life. Bless you, sir. Thank you. Bless Thank you. you. Thank we, ha you. we have just a little over 11 minutes on our hands to round up this edition of the program. We apologize again and again because of the time we lost earlier on the show. So to Kenya next, um, Crispin Mulu. Rise greetings, Global Baba and Mr. Michael Bush. Thank God for the great job you both do in perfecting the body of Christ. Now, Global Baba, I'm seeking explanation on the following issues. One, Deuteronomy 18.21, Berian Study Bible, but remember that it is God. You are God, it is the Lord, you are God who gives you power to gain wealth, blah, blah, blah. Then it goes to number two, Matthew. Okay, so he wants you to explain and put this verse in the New Testament perspective. Deuteronomy 18.21. Now you should put it in New Testament perspective because I can't take an Old Testament scripture and put it in New Testament perspective. You should ask a question, but if it is to carry a verse and come and put it here, I can't do that. Moreover, that verse... It's not a doctrine. That verse was Moses talking to the children of Israel on their way to the promised land. That they will remember on their way as they are going that it is God that gave them power to make wealth. What is the power to make wealth? He gave them the ability, ideas, health, strength to have made the wealth they have made on their way to the promised land. It doesn't have any New Testament perspective. It was just a situation around a particular people on a particular journey. Another caller. Hello. Hello. Thank you for joining us. Your name, where you're calling from? Your point, go ahead. Hello. Go yeah. ahead. Go ahead. That's that. So I did the service. Sorry, okay. 
We can barely hear you. We can barely hear you. Okay, I, I think we should just try to call again. But let me go back to Kenya. Crispin uh, Mulu, continue second Matthew. Okay, number two, Matthew 19.9. And I say unto you, whosoever shall put away his wife, he goes on. And uh, now says, with regard to the above verse, kindly, Global Baba explained the use of the word fornication and not adultery. He explains during the law dispensation, adultery and fornication was technically not a ground for divorce because such a sin had people stoned to death. And therefore, you couldn't be said, you couldn't divorce a dead spouse. Uh, with this in mind, was Jesus aiming this statement at Jews under the law or the one in the dispensation to come? Grace? Well, again, remember if you read in context, it says, it says Moses, because of the hardness of your heart, suffered you to put away your wives but in god's plan divorce does not stand a chance but moses when he saw your heart gave you the permission to do that so again that's not the will of god that's not the plan of god however because human beings are involved in the institution called marriage in anything that human beings are involved there could be times of imperfections times that things are not working out and so that is why moses gave the children of israel the permission to put away their wives this caller, hello. Oh, good evening. Thank you for joining us. Your name, where you calling from? I'm Matthew. Calling from it. Go ahead. Good evening, Global Papa. Evening. Please, I have a question to discuss and I need your help about it. You have 30 seconds. Hello, can you hear me? You have 30 seconds, just round off. My problem is my own is at night. Okay, you need prayer. I didn't hear what you said. Absolutely. But, you know, we just asked that. Yes, go ahead. I said each time I do night, it happens every day. Always drink in the and you know who the person is. I didn't hear a thing. Strange figures. When he's sleeping. Okay. Okay, you have strange figures when you're sleeping. I think you need counseling much more than prayer. So what I will advise you to do is, if you're able to stop by Power City, maybe on Sunday, stop by Power City. You know, you can ask for Pastor Ennis. Tell him we ask you to come for counseling. We will get somebody to counsel with you and help you to understand how to walk your way free from those things. But in the name of Jesus, we decree that your mind is loose from oppression. And we declare your freedom. We decree that the gospel reaches you. Revelation knowledge comes to you. The eyes of your understanding be flooded as you keep listening to the word. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Global Baba from Kenya will be heading to the United States. But just a small um, thing to... Take care of in Kenya. Lastly, Global Baba, is it okay for believers to listen to secular music such as reggae, rap, etc.? Because some believers argue that believers can only listen to gospel. Thank you for your time. Mulu Crispin in Kenya. Well, again, you must remember that uh, some secular music are just inspirationals. Some secular music just entertain you. As long as the words in that music are not words that corrupt your thinking or your mind, why not? I mean, you can listen to them for a pastime. Okay. You know. Yeah. Okay, Global Baba, let's fly straight to the United States of America, New York. We have two entries there from. Hello, the boss and um, Global Baba. Quick question, being that the law of Genesis is what enabled man to procreate. 
Where does purpose of children come in? Also, does the spirit of man then come from man also? Best greetings. David Sampong in New York, United States of America. Within the sperm of a man has a complete composition of that man's spirit, soul, and body. So by the time that sperm is injected into the woman and the egg and the sperm meets, conception takes place, spirit, soul, and body comes out. Okay, we're going to steal the, another part of New York, that's Grand Island. But first, this last caller on this edition of the program. Hello. Hello. Evening, sir. Evening. Welcome to the show. Your name? Where are you calling from? My name is Adel um, calling from Calling from? Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. You have 30 seconds. And my question is, um, according to Apostle, uh, to the Galatians, that they are foolish, that the instrument of the punishment wrong teachings. My question is, will believers go to hell by the instrument of wrong teachings? For what to happen to them? I want to be clarified. Thank you, sir. Okay, for wrong teaching, if a believer will go to hell. Well, if a believer is already born again, I mean, the message that gets people born again must be very, very clear. If the message is not right, a man cannot be born again. It is the message that determines salvation. That's number one. Now, after you are saved, what teaching, what sound Bible teaching will do is to build you up, equip you, establish you, and get you grounded so that you too can be a blessing to others. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 11, 12, 13, 14, and 15. But if a man is born again by the gospel of Christ's resurrection and is not well taught, it won't take him to hell, but it will deny him an opportunity on earth to experience the victory that is his in Christ Jesus. Okay, I'm afraid because of time and the lack of it, we're not able to take um, the second entry, I don't know, from New York. Okay, I can crash it. Let me see what I can squeeze it. Thank you for allowing God to use you, Global Baba, in this magnitude, bringing light and clarity to the scriptures. So can you explain the phrase in Genesis 1:26? Let us make man in our image and after our likeness, who are the us? And what image is that since man becomes the image of God when he accepts Christ? Any clarity? Please, Godwin, Grand Island, New York. Well, again, God spoke to himself about creating man. That's what it was. You know, and God's intent was for man to be his image. But because man rejected God's offer of eternal life, man died. And Jesus came as the image of God to restore fallen man back to what God intended in Genesis chapter 1 and 2. Okay, we must leave it here on this edition of the program. I remember my time, so we're spending the night with Global Baba in New York. I remember my last trip to New York being at Manhattan and um, Bronx. And I look forward to moving around there again. So That's my right. name is Michael Bush, producer, pastor IJ Quere, joins me, complete with his production team. To invite Global Barber, Dr. Abel Damina. The Intercontinental. What another evening, Fantastic. man. It was looking like it was not going to yeah, work, but it man. worked out very well. We're so glad. And we want to thank all of you for giving us the opportunity to serve you the grace of God. Remember, we'll be live again tomorrow, 6 p.m., uh, GMT plus one, same time, to teach you the word. And then, of course, to answer your questions and look at into your counseling needs. We'll try and make sure the message of today is rebroadcasted. We'll try and make sure it's rebroadcasted so that that part that you missed at the end, you can get it again. Let me also mention that we'll be live 9 to 10 tonight on Inspiration FM, 10 to 12 on Heritage FM, and tomorrow we'll be live on Radio Aquaibom, 11 to 1, 1 to 3, XLFM, 3 to 5, Radio Union FM. FM, 
and then 6 to 8, we're back here on Comfort FM tomorrow evening. It's always a joy to serve you the grace of God. Invite more people to be part of what we're doing here. And remember, on Thursday, which is the day after tomorrow, we have Pastor's Bible Study here for all pastors in Akwaibom at 11 a.m. at the 98 Waniba Road, Uyo, Akwaibom State, Nigeria. We love you guys. Enjoy the rest of your day till we see all of you tomorrow and share fellowship with you again. Be blessed. Goodbye from Uyo, Nigeria. Amen.